Hey, Erica, if you could go camping in any U.S. national park right now, which national park would it be? Hmm, I've been to over 10 and I want to go somewhere new, so let's go to Glacier. Nice. I'd like to go camping myself, but I hear it's intense. Wow. Wow. So summer is coming to a close, but that doesn't mean our outdoor fun has to come to an end, because in this episode, we're talking about parks. So Erica, what is Parks? Parks is, well, a board game. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Uh, it's a board game that is just a beautiful tribute to the U.S. National Parks. The artwork is just stunning. It's, like I said, a tribute, it really is, to all of the varied national parks in uh, the United States. In this game, you're a little hiker, and you make your way down little trails, and you collect memories of your hikes and resources, and then, of course, you go visit the national parks. And I've seen a lot of Reddit posts and Instagram posts just highly, highly, highly complimenting the artwork that is in this game. It is absolutely stunning. It is a beautiful, beautiful game. Not just the artwork on the cards, which is by 59 Parks. They did an amazing job highlighting the beauty and the differences in all of the 63 national parks, I believe there are. And it's not just the artwork. The components of this game are gorgeous. Everything is just so great to look at. It looks great on the table. It looks great on your shelf, just the box itself. So that artwork and the beauty definitely draws you in. If you're a nature lover, you are going to be drawn to this game. Yeah, I definitely would say that this game uh, really brought to my attention a bunch of national parks I didn't even know were, you know, <laughs> were yeah, around. Was... I mean, I, ha I haven't been to too many national parks, but this definitely opened my eyes like, wow, like... I want to put that on my list of parks yeah. to go to. And what's cool is at the bottom of them, it does tell you this is in, you know, Utah. And it tells you a little fact about it. So it has, you know, it's really trying to highlight the national parks. And overall, this board game has this outdoor theme. The yeah, this <laughs> I mean, outside of the art, like the meeples are shaped like hikers. You have the resources that are shaped like suns, water droplets, mountains, mountains trees, wildlife I figures. I love the wildlife tokens. They're all unique. There's not a duplicate one. And I do like how in the expansion Nightfall, you actually do have a little tents. And we'll get into the mechanics of it. But overall, this game just kind of gives you this outdoor vibe feel. It's not, it's not necessarily an outdoor game, so it's not like one of those games that you play outdoors, like, you know, like those giant Jengas or, no, or, or outdoor dice or something like that. It's not that. Yeah. But what's really neat about this game is that it is compact enough. It's a small enough box that you can put it in like a small duffel bag or a travel board game, and you can take it outdoors, or you can take it on you know, on a trip. Yeah, that... it's definitely travel friendly, as long as it's not too windy. <laughs> you yeah. don't lose all your stuff. Yeah, you don't want to lose your, you don't want to lose your cards. So. I've seen some really cute Instagram posts of people taking the specific park card out when they're visiting a national park and taking a picture, show, you know, showing off, you know, Zion while they're in Zion. So I need to do that the next time I go. I'll go take some cards. 
Take my glacier cards to glacier. <laughs> Definitely photo worthy. <laughs> I also want to say, for those listeners out there, if you're not a big outdoors person, this game does this this game has mechanics that are really fun. Overall, it is a really fun game to play, even if you don't like the outdoors. It's still for you. Yes, my wife is not a big outdoors person. As a matter of fact, uh, she lets me go camping and she does not go because that's just not her thing. But she really enjoyed playing the game. Um, it does have a strategy to it. It does have some resource management to it. There are different multiple ways to win, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But overall, she had she really enjoyed the game. She really enjoyed the artwork and that kind of stuff. So even if you're not an outdoors person, you should still be playing parts. It really is a game for everyone. So you want to get into the basics of it, stats about it? Absolutely. So how many players does this game allow up uh, to? It, it goes one to five. There is a solo mode that I've never tried out. It just has a little pack of cards. So I've never tried that out. So you can play the solo, and it supports up to five players. Even with the expansion, it doesn't uh, add any extra players. So five is the max. It says it takes about 30 to 60 minutes, but that vastly depends on how many players you're taking, you uh, are playing with and how long their turn takes. So walk us through what, like, what does a typical round look like? So the game's split up into four seasons, how appropriate. And on a season, everyone gets to send their little hiker down the trail. You have two hikers, and you can move them as far as you want to down the trail. Your very first turn, you could go to the very, you could go to the end if you wanted to. But you don't want to do that. You want to take your time visiting the trail sites, collecting resources, and planning ahead to go visit the park cards at the very end of the trail to gain victory points. So there's a lot of, uh, that mechanism is called contracts. So the park cards have the resources on the bottom, and that tells you to go visit, um, you know, Yellowstone National Park, you need three trees and two suns, you know. Right. So on your turn, you are going to probably send your hiker down to collect those planning ahead to go visit them. Now, I can't remember exactly because I may be getting this mixed up with, with trails. So when the seasons change, do you, do, did we add another resource marker into the, into the trail? We or? add another, the trail gets longer okay. as the game goes by. So yeah, you are correct. What is that? Like a modular board or that has a title. Right. Yeah. So like every playthrough, your trail is going to change. So Different it's not order, random order. Right. Yes. And the other thing too is, and I thought this was really neat is the weather mechanic is like when you start a new season, mm -hmm. you draw a weather card and this will tell you, Hey, place these additional resources, every other, uh, trail tile. Yeah. And it's all themed. So if it's the season of rain, you're going to have lots of rain and they all have very different abilities. Now your hiker has two, uh, outside of movement, you have two other additional abilities. You have a campfire and you have a canteen. So what does, can you tell us what those two mechanics are? Yeah, so every player starts out with a lit campfire and you can extinguish it. On, when you're moving your hiker, you have to go to an empty trail site. So you can play leapfrog over yourself, because remember you have two hikers. You can play leapfrog over another player to go further down the trail. But let's say, let's say Alan's hiker is on the tree um, trail tile and I really need a tree. I can exhaust my campfire to go to a trail site that is occupied by another player. So that is um, once per season. So that's a pretty, pretty cool little thing you can use, you know, once or four times in the game. Your canteen is varied. There's a whole deck of canteen cards. So I maybe get a canteen that lets me get wildlife tokens. You maybe get one that lets you get two suns and you just got to fill it up with water. So once you reach the end of the trail, 
there's a mechanic there where you can choose where to put your hikers. Mm -hmm. So what, how does that work? So there, there's kind of a benefit to being the first to the end, but there's also not because if you take your time on the trail, you can get more resources and things. But if you are the first to the end, you get to pick if you want to go visit a park car. So that would be cashing in your resources and taking that uh, national park into your hand. You can decide if you want to buy some gear cards. So you could get some binoculars. You could get another canteen. You could get just all kinds of stuff to help you give you new abilities. And then you can also, what's the other one? Is it, isn't it, can't you get the first player badge or? You can take the first player token. Yep, if you're the first there. There's three abilities you can do. Visit a park, buy a gear. Don't remember what the other one is. Gaining resources, there's another mechanic in there where you can take photos. Yeah, the photo action, there's a little camera that gets passed around. And you can try to get the camera from other people that lets you take cheaper photos. But in that one, the photos are just giving you victory points at the end. Right. I mean, it's a different strategy on how to win the game mm -hmm. versus, versus buying up all the national parks. Because, like you said, you're gaining resources. But if somebody gets to the end of the trail before you and they buy that, that park, that park mm -hmm. uh, and then another park comes out, you may not have all the resources. So... Again, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and totally rely on buying the parks because the parks are going to change depending on how quickly you can get to the end. And if you're, you know, if you're low on resources, you want to take your time and build those back up. Right. That is a, that's one of the huge pros about this game is that there is a ton of decision making and strategy involved in playing. It's all packed into this compact, beautifully organized crazily gorgeous to look at game it is a good game an experienced gamer is going to love this game for the strategy aspect a new player is going to love this game because it's gorgeous and it's easy to learn this is literally why again you should be playing this game you should pick it up so with parks we do have an expansion mm -hmm, the nightfall expansion what does the nightfall expansion add to this game the nightfall expansion adds some new park cards it adds a new end of year bonus card but mostly what it involves is campsites and little tents that you can pitch, which just adds you more action spaces besides just the trail site uh, that you can go visit along the trail. This adds even more strategy, even more decisions you have to make. Are you going to go to this trail site or are you going to go pitch a tent down on that row of campsites and use those abilities? The nightfall cards give you cool new instant abilities, so when you go visit... Um, a national park at night then you are going to get an instant you know resource or instant cool thing and then the new end of year bonuses completely replace the old ones in the base game and they give you now stacked points at the end of the game so it'll say you get two points for every national park you visit with trees as their you know resource requirement now yeah how you had mentioned before is, is that there's a lot of strategy in this game and that's what one of the things i liked about it was it I didn't feel like I'm just playing my own game and mm -hmm. the other players around me are playing their own game and then at the end we're just totaling points to see who who, who just did it better. who just did it better, yeah. right? So you actually do have to pay attention where other people are putting their hikers, what resources they're gaining, what parks they're visiting or what um, what they might be going for, right, what mm -hmm. canteen powers they're using, those kinds of things because that's going to really affect your strategy as far as when when you want that resource but somebody else takes it or, you know, like you said, do do I use your campsite right do i use my resources like my canteen or and my campfire, campfire or whatever yeah. to leapfrog over to double up mm -hmm. um those kinds of things and then of course um 
you know, do I do I try to gain some photos and those kinds of things just to shore up some extra victory and points? And now, do you go pitch a tent somewhere? You I mean, think? I think you kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> have to pitch a tent. I also really like that there is no downtime when it's someone else's turn. Because it's so strategy and there's so many decisions to make, when it's Alan's turn, I'm still planning my next move. I'm making sure that I'm going to get the resources I need. I'm watching what other players are doing. You are not going to be bored on another player's turn. That's for sure. And I also think, and we've mentioned this in our other episodes as well, is like another way that you can really enhance this game. I mean, of course, it's game night, so you got to have snacks. So I think if you have some outdoor snacks like s'mores so cool. or popcorn or you grill like some hot dogs or something like that, it just adds to that the theme. The theme that you're just playing this outdoors game. Now it doesn't take long, but I think we I think when we played it, we played like twice through. So I think it was like maybe forty five minutes. Forty five minutes is what I would say, yeah. But because it was so quick. Um, but it's really fun. Like it wasn't like, oh, we played and then like, oh, you know, let's just pack it up and move on to the next game. Like it was really fun in yeah. the sense that so we much. Played you it. know, it's a good game when you're like, let's reset and do that again. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, parks is parks is one that you should definitely add to your board game collection if you really enjoy it. We definitely recommend getting the Nightfall expansion. It just especially if you especially if you already have parks and you've played it a ton of times this will change up the game enough that it will kind of like revitalize it yeah give you. you a little bit of new something something to consider yeah to bring it back out and play it through so there is a new player to the game Keymaster games does have a brand new game out i say brand new it literally came out a month ago so that's pretty brand i mean it's, new. yeah it's still yeah. new hotness it is new hotness and that's called trails and I've actually gotten a lot of questions on my social media when I posted about pl us playing Trails. And it was, I already own Parks. Should I get Trails? Or what is Trails compared to Parks? So how would you describe Trails compared to Parks? I would describe it as it is a lighter, quick version of Parks. So it's more streamlined. Mm -hmm. um, the one that added benefits is it's it's like already half the cost. Half the cost and half the size. It's right. a tiny it's little It's like box. the box is probably no bigger than my hand. Literally. Oh, yeah. And, got a big hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's more, it's more, you know, it's like just cards and there's some, and, and there's um, like less meeple. The meeples are smaller and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So you're, The resources are smaller. They're yeah, just they're little like cubes. little cubes versus like yeah. actual shapes of trees and rocks with the and stuff. cost. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is just more streamlined. Um, so it is more compact, more so than parks. So yeah. definitely you could take it anywhere you, you go on, mm -hmm. whether you're going on a camping trip or you're just going on a trip, like you're going on vacation or something. You want to bring something for the family That's or friends. That's a great trip game. It is. It is great. Yeah. Cause it's just one of those, like, it's like love letter or any one of those other games that you could just pop out and then start playing. Um, yeah. and it, it is only two to four players. So you can't go up to five with this one, That's true. but it is, uh, where the other one was, uh, what was it, 30 to 60 minutes or something like that? Mm -hmm. This one's 20 to 40. So, yeah. again, it's it's under it an depends, hour. It depends on the player amount. Yeah. But it is very fast-paced. You'll see very similar. It's a very similar theme. In this one, you were going to different iconic sites around the U.S. So there's the Golden Gate Bridge and things like that, as well as the national parks. And you are still doing the same sort of mechanism. You're gathering resources. You're taking pictures of wildlife. But this time, you're trying to earn little wilderness badges with your resources and 
instead of visiting and getting the big park cards. So again, similar vibe, similar theme, similar mechanics if you play, but different enough, I would say that I think you should, I think you should own both. Right. Because like instead of trying to buy national parks, you're using your resources to buy badges. Mm -hmm. um, that's one way to earn they the victory give you points. Different abilities too. They do give you different abilities too. So it does it adds something to your play strategy. Mm -hmm. So if you you know you, you may say I really want that ability because it's going to make me gain this resource faster or double my resources playing through. Uh, the, another strategy is that when you go for the pictures, mm -hmm. um, you get like little these these little birds. And you loved the birds. When we I went for the birds because mm -hmm. when we were playing, you guys were going for all the badges. I think yeah. you guys got way more badges than I did. And I didn't win, but I think I only lost by like two points. Yeah. But I heavily focused on going for the pictures and getting the bird victory mm -hmm. points. So this is something that is different than parks. And I actually really like it. Uh, in parks, you can move your hiker as far as you want as long as no one else is there. In trails, you can only move one to two places down the trail, but you can double up. So it's okay if someone else is there. But when you get to the end of the trail, it's not the end of the round. And we don't reset for season two like we do in parks. You turn your little hiker around and you just head backwards towards the trailhead back up the same trail. And you just zigzag back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And as everyone is doing that, when you get to the trail end, the sun starts to set on the trail sites and the game is over when the whole trail has, you know, fallen into, I guess, nightfall. Right. And as you're moving, so the, the sun token starts at the very end of the trail. Mm -hmm. And the, and like you said, as, as all the hikers make their way to the end and then turn back, the sun token moves down one tile. Yep. And the other neat part too, is that you actually turn that tile over to nighttime or as the sun is setting. And then the resources change. Yeah, they on get the to be side. a bit, a bit better tiles. Right. right. So now it's, instead of getting one acorn, you're getting two every time you go there. Right. Or you're trading a resource for two other, like mm -hmm. two wilds or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And speaking of wilds, instead of like in Ooh, parks yeah. where you have the bear, the the bear meeple that's on the trail, and then if you land on that, you no, get that's a wild. Tra that's trails. Well, then what was parks? Parks has um, just the wildlife tokens already are the wilds oh, okay. so when you pick them up it does have the little bear symbol but you have to pick that up as a wild it doesn't have the dice and the bear okay. what you're thinking of is trails trails okay yeah. so they're, they're similar enough you can confuse right. them so there is an actual bear meeple mm -hmm. and he sits on one of the on one of the trail tiles and then when you land there you actually get to roll the the wild die which i love which is different than just getting a wild um token and then using that as a wild yeah so the wild die you roll that and that will tell you what wild or what random resource you get mm -hmm. and then you get to put the bear meeple mm -hmm. anywhere you want where you rolled it yeah <laughs> there is one part one side of the die that is put it wherever you want yeah yeah so i thought that was a really neat mechanic a little bit different than parks and it encourages you to stop at that tile where the bear is like maybe i would have skipped that trail site but the bear's there <laughs> so i'm gonna go there can you think of any cons for this game? I can think of one. I think this game is better at lower player counts. Now, I've only played it with two and three, but I just think playing this at four players, I think would just be too difficult because you would start to plan for what badge you were going to try to grab at the end of the trail. And with three other players also planning for those same two badges, it's going to be gone before you get there. 
and then a random one's gonna come out and you're gonna be like well shoot I can't afford that badge and you're just gonna have to turn around and try again I think they would go way too fast with more players so that's in my opinion I think that this is a better lower player game if you play a lot of two-player games you would love this I mean I definitely I mean it, it is there I don't think there is a solo play for trails like there is for yeah, parks so. so it's definitely two you know it's two to four and maybe it is better with evens maybe it is better two or four mm-hmm. maybe three is just kind of this odd I don't know. I mean, we played it with three. Yeah, I've only played with two and three. And I thought it was fine. I don't. But I played it with two. That's what I'm comparing to. Gotcha. I don't think it would go fast, but I definitely think like when we played it with three, you guys were gaining the uh, badge tokens. I know, but if you remember Yellow Meeple, she would be getting to the trail end right after me, and I would have taken the badge that she already wanted. That happened a lot. All right. But you do have you always have the ability to jump ahead, sure to the end. I, ju- I think it just changes the strategy. Yeah. But I think that's the point. Is it's supposed to be a quick game. Yeah. So, I I will. It's know, cute. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. If you don't own parks and you don't want to invest in it, well, one we're telling you you should. It's great. It's beautiful. It's fun for everyone. You could go with an intro to parks with to and check out trails. It's a much friendlier entry price point. By about half, right? Yeah. I think it's about half cost. So, and our recommendation is that you should get parks and trails, at the very minimum, one or the other. Yeah. Add that to your game collection. And let us know. If you played parks, if you played trails, let us know uh, how you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, let us know too. Like, what it, what was what was it that you did not like about parks or trails? Mm-hmm. And then if you do pick it up after we've recommended this to you, let us know. Yep. Lots of let us know. Um, we also, I did put out a little plea on our social media. You can leave us a voice message. And I really, that's my next goal. Is You know, we set goals and we started doing this and we've already accomplished the first goal I set out for our podcast. So way to go on us. So my next one is I want to get a voice message, like a viewer call in type thing. And so we can play it and maybe it's a question you have for us or maybe it's just a funny remark or whatever. Uh, and we can play it like live on the podcast. Well, not live, but you know what I mean. That's my goal. Absolutely. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Mugs in Magic. That's with an N, not an and. Uh, yeah, hit us up in the DMs or send us a tweet. And let us know. We like getting your questions and answering those on mm-hmm. our podcast. And so until next time, thanks for listening to Mugs and Magic. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support. We really appreciate it. And we ask that you subscribe to our podcast for more caffeinated conversations about tabletop games. Until next time. Happy gaming.
gaining resources, there's another mechanic in there where you can take photos. Yeah, the photo action, there's a little camera that gets passed around and you can try to get the camera from other people that lets you take cheaper photos. But in that one, the photos are just giving you victory points at the end. Right. I mean, it's a different strategy on how to win the game mm -hmm. versus, versus buying up all the national parks. Because like you said, you're gaining resources, but if somebody gets to the end of the trail before you and they buy that, that park, that park mm -hmm. uh, and then another park comes out, you may not have all the resources. So... Again, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and totally rely on buying the parks because the parks are going to change depending on how quickly you can get to the end. And if you're, you know, if you're low on resources, you want to take your time and build those back up. Right. That is a, that's one of the huge pros about this game is that there is a ton of decision making and strategy involved in playing. It's all packed into this compact, beautifully organized crazily gorgeous to look at game it is a good game an experienced gamer is going to love this game for the strategy aspect a new player is going to love this game because it's gorgeous and it's easy to learn this is literally why again you should be playing this game you should pick it up so with parks we do have an expansion mm -hmm, the nightfall expansion what does the nightfall expansion add to this game the nightfall expansion adds some new park cards it adds a new end of year bonus card but mostly what it involves is campsites and little tents that you can pitch, which just adds you more action spaces besides just the trail site uh, that you can go visit along the trail. This adds even more strategy, even more decisions you have to make. Are you going to go to this trail site or are you going to go pitch a tent down on that row of campsites and use those abilities? The nightfall cards give you cool new instant abilities, so when you go visit... Um, a national park at night then you are going to get an instant you know resource or instant cool thing and then the new end of year bonuses completely replace the old ones in the base game and they give you now stacked points at the end of the game so it'll say you get two points for every national park you visit with trees as their you know resource requirement now yeah how you had mentioned before is, is that there's a lot of strategy in this game and that's what one of the things i liked about it was it I didn't feel like I'm just playing my own game and mm -hmm. the other players around me are playing their own game and then at the end we're just totaling points to see who who, who just did it better. who just did it better, yeah. right? So you actually do have to pay attention where other people are putting their hikers, what resources they're gaining, what parks they're visiting or what um, what they might be going for, right, what mm -hmm. canteen powers they're using, those kinds of things because that's going to really affect your strategy as far as when when you want that resource but somebody else takes it or, you know, like you said, do do I use your campsite right do i use my resources like my canteen oh, or my campfire, campfire or whatever yeah. to leapfrog over to double up mm -hmm. um those kinds of things and then of course um you know do i do i try to gain some photos and those kinds of things just to shore up some extra victory and points? now do you go pitch a tent somewhere i mean think? i think you kind of have to <laughs> <laughs> have to pitch a tent i also really like that there is no downtime when it's someone else's turn because it's so strategy and there's so many decisions to make when it's Alan's turn, I'm still planning my next move. I'm making sure that I'm going to get the resources I need. I'm watching what other players are doing. You are not going to be bored on another player's turn. That's for sure. And I also think, and we've mentioned this in our other episodes as well, is like another way that you can really enhance this game. I mean, of course it's game night, so you got to have snacks. 
So I think if you have some outdoor snacks like s'mores so cool. or popcorn or you grill like some hot dogs or something like that, it just adds to that the theme. The theme that you're just playing this outdoors game. Now, it doesn't take long, but I think we I think when we played it, we played like twice through. So I think it was like maybe 45 minutes. 45 both. minutes is what I'd say, yeah. But because it was so quick, um, but it's really fun. Like it wasn't like, oh, we played and then like, oh, you know, let's just pack it up and move on to the next game. Like it was really fun in yeah. the sense that so we much, played So much, you it. know it's a good game when you're like, let's reset and do that again. Yeah, yeah. So definitely Parks is, Parks, is one that you should definitely add to your board game collection if you really enjoy it. We definitely recommend getting the Nightfall expansion. It just, especially if you, especially if you already have Parks and you've played it a ton of times, this will change up the game enough that it will kind of like revitalize. Yeah, it give you. you a little bit of new something something to consider. Yeah, to bring it back out and play it through. So there is a new player to the game. Keymaster Games does have a brand new game out. I say brand new. It literally came out a month ago. So that's pretty brand I mean, it's, new. Yeah, it's still yeah. new hotness. It is new hotness. And that's called Trails. And I've actually gotten a lot of questions on my social media when I posted about us playing Trails. And it was, I already own Parks. Should I get Trails? Or what is Trails compared to Parks? So how would you describe Trails compared to Parks? I would describe it as... It is a lighter, quick version of Parks. So it's more streamlined. The mm-hmm. um, one added benefits is it's it's like already half the cost. Half the cost and half the size. It's right. a tiny little It's box. like the box is probably no bigger than my hand. Literally. Oh, yeah. And, got a big hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's more, it's more, you know, it's like just cards and there's some, and, and there's, um, like less meeple the meeples are smaller and stuff mm-hmm. like that so your the resources are smaller they're yeah just they're like cubes. little cubes versus like yeah. actual shapes of trees Which and rocks with the and stuff. cost yeah yeah so everything is just more streamlined um so it is more compact more so than park so yeah. definitely you could take it anywhere you you go on mm-hmm. whether you're going on a camping trip or you're just going on a trip like you're going on vacation or something you want to bring something for the family or friends that's a great trip game it is it is great because it's just one of those like it's like love letter or any one of those other games that you could just pop out and then start playing um and it it is only two to four players so you can't go up to five with this one that's true but it is uh where the other one was uh what was it 30 to 60 minutes or something like Mm -hmm. that and this one's 20 to 40 so again it's it's under an hour it depends on the player amount but it is very fast paced You'll see very similar. It's a very similar theme. In this one, you were going to different iconic sites around the U.S. So there's the Golden Gate Bridge and things like that, as well as the national parks. And you are still doing the same sort of mechanism. You're gathering resources. You're taking pictures of wildlife. But this time, you're trying to earn little wilderness badges with your resources instead of visiting and getting the big park cards. So again, similar vibe, similar theme. Similar mechanics if you play, but different enough, I would say, that I think you should, I think you should own both. Right. Because, like, instead of trying to buy national parks, you're using your resources to buy badges. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way to earn they the victory points. They give you different abilities, too. They do give you different abilities, too. So it does, it adds something to your play strategy. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, you, you may say, I really want that ability because it's going to make me gain this resource faster or double my resources playing through uh, the, another strategy is that when you go for the pictures, mm-hmm. um, you get like little these, these little birds, 
And you loved the birds. When we played. I went for the birds because when we were playing, you guys were going for all the badges. I think yeah. you guys got way more badges than I did. And I didn't win, but I think I only lost by like two points. Yeah. But I heavily focused on going for the pictures and getting the bird victory mm -hmm. points. So this is something that is different than parks. And I actually really like it. Uh, in parks, you can move your hiker as far as you want as long as no one else is there. In trails, you can only move one to two places down the trail, but you can double up. So it's okay if someone else is there. But when you get to the end of the trail, it's not the end of the round and we don't reset for season two like we do in parks. You turn your little hiker around and you just head backwards towards the trailhead back up the same trail. And you just zigzag back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And as everyone is doing that, when you get to the trail end, the sun starts to set on the trail sites. And the game is over when the whole trail has, you know, fallen into, I guess, nightfall. Right. And as you're moving, so the, the sun token starts at the very end of the trail. Mm -hmm. And the, and like you said, as, as all the hikers make their way to the end and then turn back, the sun token moves down one tile. Yep. And the other neat part, too, is that you actually turn that tile over to nighttime or as the sun is setting. And then the resources change. Yeah, they on get the to be side. a bit, a bit better tiles. Right. right. So now it's, instead of getting one acorn, you're getting two every time you go there. Right. Or you're trading a resource for two other, like mm -hmm. two wilds or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And speaking of wilds, instead of like in Ooh, parks yeah. where you have the bear, the the bear meeple that's on the trail, and then if you land on that, you no, get that's a wild. That's trails. Well, then what was parks? Parks has um, just the wildlife tokens already are the wilds oh, okay. so when you pick them up it does have the little bear symbol but you have to pick that up as a wild it doesn't have the dice and the bear okay. what you're thinking of is trails trails okay yeah. so they're, they're similar enough you can confuse right. them so there is an actual bear meeple mm -hmm. and he sits on one of the on one of the trail tiles and then when you land there you actually get to roll the the wild die which i love which is different than just getting a wild um token and then using that as a wild yeah so the wild die you roll that and that will tell you what wild or what random resource you get mm -hmm. and then you get to put the bear meeple mm -hmm. anywhere you want where you rolled it yeah <laughs> there is one part one side of the die that is put it wherever you want yeah yeah so i thought that was a really neat mechanic a little bit different than parks and it encourages you to stop at that tile where the bear is like maybe i would have skipped that trail site but the bear's there <laughs> so i'm gonna go there can you think of any cons for this game? I can think of one. I think this game is better at lower player counts. Now, I've only played it with two and three, but I just think playing this at four players, I think would just be too difficult because you would start to plan for what badge you were going to try to grab at the end of the trail. And with three other players also planning for those same two badges, it's going to be gone before you get there. And then a random one's going to come out and you're going to be like, well, shoot. And I can't afford that badge. And you're just going to have to turn around and try again. I think they would go way too fast with more players. So that's in my opinion. I think that this is a better lower player game. If you play a lot of two-player games, you would love this. I mean, I definitely... I mean, it, it is... There, I don't think there is a solo play for trails like there is for yeah, parks. So. so it's definitely two, you know, it's two to four. And maybe it is better with evens. Maybe it is better two or four. Maybe, maybe three is just kind of this odd... I don't know. I mean, we played it with three. Yeah, I've only it, played with two and, and three. I, and I thought it was fine. I don't. But I played it with two. That's what I'm comparing to. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't think it would go fast, but I definitely think 
like when we played it with three, you guys were gaining the uh, badge tokens. I know, but if you remember Yellow Meeple, she would be getting to the trail end right after me, and I would have taken the badge that she already wanted. That happened a lot. Remember? All right. But you do have, you always have the ability to jump ahead. True. To the end. I, ju I think it just changes the strategy. Yeah. But I think that's the point. It's, it's supposed to be a quick game. Yeah. So, I, I will. It's know, cute. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't own parks and you don't want to invest in it, well, one, we're telling you you should. It's great. It's beautiful. It's fun for everyone. You could go with an intro to parks with to and check out trails. It's a much friendlier entry price point by about half, right? Yeah. I think it's about half cost. So, and our recommendation is that you should get parks and trails at the very minimum, one or the other. Yeah. Add that to your game collection. And let us know if you played parks, if you played trails, let us know uh, how you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, let us know too. Like what it, what was, what was it that you did not like about parks or trails? Mm -hmm. And then if you do pick it up after we've recommended this to you, let us know. Yep. Lots of let us know. Um, we also, I did put out a little plea on our social media. You can leave us a voice message. And I really, that's my next goal is, you know, we set goals and we started doing this and we've already accomplished the first goal I set out for our podcast. So way to go on us. So my next one is I want to get a voice message, like a viewer call in type thing. And so we can play it and maybe it's a question you have for us, or maybe it's just a funny remark or whatever. Uh, and we can play it like live on the podcast. Well, not live, but you know what I mean? That's my goal. Absolutely. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Mugs in Magic. That's with an N, not an and. Uh, yeah, hit us up in the DMs or send us a tweet. And let us know. We like getting your questions and answering those on mm -hmm. our podcast. And so until next time, thanks for listening to Mugs in Magic. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your continued support. We really appreciate it. And we ask that you subscribe to our podcast for more caffeinated conversations about tabletop games. Until next time, happy gaming.